Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into the final session of In Session for 2018. We were not here on Friday. We blame our producer Graham for that. <laughs> or Colin's vacation. That, that might have happened as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're here to wrap everything up and we're all in studio for the first time since we did the first week together or I think a preview. Um, yeah, Danielle's in January. Desperately trying I'm to yawn yawning. For those. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long week. That. It's and only Wednesday. We ended that episode by saying too that I wasn't going to be involved, and then I ended did. Up we being do involved. that? Yeah, I think uh, so. We just couldn't so, get rid of you. Yeah. That, oh well. So we're here, Kelsey. Kelsey <laughs> hey, Lewis, how are you? Doing all right. I'm doing glad to be well. back. Glad to be back. It's yep. your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, everybody. Thanks. Please send all of your presents to Kelsey Luce, Care of. Frederick News Post <laughs> at GrahamCullen.com. Uh, <laughs> we're also here with Danielle E. Gaines. How are you? Hi, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. You're good? I got the yawn out. You got we'll the see. yawn out? Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like I could just say, so the session's over, now what? And then just shut up for the next 30 <laughs> minutes. But but I won't uh, I won't do that. From what I understand, uh, there were some, some issues with uh, vetoes and veto overrides. Danielle. Yeah, at the end um, of session, we had lots of excitement. Which, which we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about that excitement. Um, and if you want to, if you want to, kind of start off with all of that madness with the veto overrides, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So the last time we were here, we talked about this maneuver that they can do. Um, it uh, really shows itself when there's a Republican governor. Um, <laughs> go, go on. What does that mean? So it, there's a way. Um, during the general assembly session if you present a bill to the governor before a certain date he has to act on it within a certain time frame so if you time time things correctly you can force the governor to to veto bills before lawmakers leave annapolis so that's what was done this year and it was done with this bill um called the 21st century school facilities act i think um, right. Something like that. We don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all about school construction, right? It was a yeah, school construction okay. bill. It was written by um, a commission that a, a bipartisan commission that had been meeting for some time to come up with recommendations to kind of overhaul from top to bottom the school construction process in the state of Maryland. It was really more about funding for a long time. When it reached the floor, um, there were some amendments added to it at the last minute that took out the role of the Board of Public Works in approving school construction funding. Mm. This obviously um, caused a lot of problems with Republican Governor Larry Hogan and Comptroller Peter Francho, who's often Governor Hogan's ally in addressing school construction issues on that board. Mm. So it got presented early. It was vetoed, as was expected. And... um, they had a, a big floor fight and a big override. Um, uh, wait, a big floor fight? Oh, yeah. That, that's a great term. That's the phrase. For, that's the first time we've used it in two years of in <laughs> session. Floor fight? I, I, I think maybe it's just the first time it's caught your fancy. but <laughs> <laughs> I would remember that. I'm picturing like weapons and things. No, right? yeah. no. Some brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah. There were some real, um, well, we talked about when the bill first passed that there were some real filibuster attempts, and mm-hmm. that was in order to keep it from getting to him in time for all of these things to happen subsequently. Politicking. It's so great. <laughs> and it's so great. Um, in the Senate, you know, the the fight over the veto override was actually very short because um, what happened was that cloture vote, that limited debate on the filibuster in the first place, applied a time limit to how much each side got to argue about the issue. And when it came back for a veto override, um, I 
was not able to consult a parliamentarian to confirm this, but I was told that the time limit that was initially put in place on that bill remained in place. So the veto override vote, uh, while it was, you know, contentious and interesting, actually was pretty short in the Senate. Um, I think they went almost two hours in the House. Yeah, it was about two hours. It's colorful in the House. A little bit. Yeah, it went about two hours. And the gist of it, if I can distill that two hours down into two sentences, (laughs) is that um, Democrats were pretty much saying that um, it's, you know, the governor had this big theatrical veto like why was that necessary this is just a common sense thing we're trying to do to improve accountability and then on the other hand you have uh, the republican legislators accusing the democrats of doing the same thing in terms of theatrics um you know it's this big showdown over over school funding and there's the begathon every year like why do we have to have that so those are some of the things that came on um the begathon i love the begathon yeah (laughs) well the begathon is gone oh no yeah with with this bill it's gone it moves it creates a new board that kind of takes all politicians the democrats would argue takes all politicians out Mm. of the decision-making process and republicans would argue that the the state's three fiscal leaders, the treasurer, the comptroller, and the governor are the people who sit on the board of elections. And so it takes the elected financial watchdogs out of a role that they should be playing. But it's important to note that the people who will be on this new board are appointed. And and the governor has a role in five of the nine. And that was a point that the Democrats made, the Republicans made the point that he only has like a role and you know, (laughs) they aren't his picks entirely. When does this happen? This, this year, this uh, year, the effective date is some sometime over the summer, but okay. it, it takes effect this year. Will you guys be writing about it in the summer? I would sure. Have, so I would no. assume so. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Why not, Colin? <laughs> we can have a summer in session. We could yeah. just keep this going, huh? Um, but I did want to add that there were a couple of other um, bills that took effect uh, that same week. That I mean, this was very early. This was. Uh, last week, so um, at the beginning of last week. So there were some other bills that took effect with the governor's support. So there was a bill um, he signed. Um, he signed a handful, seven, I think, at a signing ceremony. And they included the capital budget. So the money for the downtown hotel and conference center was not um, stricken via oh. a line item veto. Um, he signed a bill that shores up the Maryland Health Exchange, and there was another bill that had to do with the Regional Greenhouse Gas Gas Initiative, Reggie. Reggie. And <laughs> that's, a, that's an acronym. That's a great acronym. So Reggie is like a multi-state organization that monitors greenhouse gas emissions, um, and Governor Hogan is, is is very involved in that. He has been very involved. I think he m- might have even held some leadership positions on the board. Um, but the Democratic legislature passed a bill that would say that a governor can't withdraw Maryland's involvement in that program without legislative approval. Uh-huh. So um, he signed that and said, yeah, I have no intention of leaving this program. So okay. um, and there were two, though, that uh, were were voted despite their sort of veto overrides. Yeah, that was the BPW bill that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then there was another um, uh, bill about collective. Um, it, it was about the processes. It puts in state law the processes for local boards to fire teachers. Is, is the governor mad when he gets overridden? 
I don't think so. He called the B- he did call the BPW bill the greatest disappointment of the session. Wow. Um, he's he felt and Republicans felt and the comptroller felt that it was all just far too it, that it was a political pot shot and nothing more. Um, Democrats tried to convince people that they stood behind what the bill was all about, irregardless of of Governor governor hogan or comptroller franco wow so very very contentious and this is a big year for him right for the governor he's well everyone's up for election yeah so So. um it it was kind of head turning i think maybe kelsey would agree to have such a contentious partisan bill um along with others that actually ended up taking effect without the governor's signature um so he didn't veto them or sign them um, and then for the actual last week of session, sine die, everything that was passing was bipartisan. Yeah. And they all were talking about bipartisanship. and So they all loved each other by the end? Oh, yeah. But, well, <laughs> they said for, they loved each other. Kelsey was pretty decisive there. Well, <laughs> if you, they loved each other for the cameras and all that, for sure. Ooh. Yeah, they said they loved each other. <laughs> uh-huh. That's interesting. Okay, so... Moving away from that, unless if there do you, are there any other bills uh, before we move to the next that, that you wanted to highlight in this? We're good You're with good? this section. You're good with yeah. this section of bills. I mean, I'm not going to make the joke that <laughs> you guys want me to make. I won't do it. I won't do it. Uh, so there was also talk about a, con- a conversion therapy ban, uh, Kelsey. Y- that uh, that this was. I, I was reading this before we came in here, actually, and there's some pretty powerful quotes in here uh including i think it was delegate neil parrott saying this bill interferes with the practice of religion exactly this was one of the most emotional and dramatic things i saw on the house floor um so basically the conversion therapy ban bill is what it sounds like um the practice of conversion therapy it would it would be um banned and so delegate megan simonier who's from anne arundel county she on the uh the the third reader debate on it she ended she was the last to speak and she started telling the story about this girl whose family loved her very much and they were worried about her she had gone to them um she'd had issues with uh depression she's feeling depressed and a lot of that she was saying stemmed from growing up she had attraction to men like the other teenage girls her her age and then she also found herself being attracted to to other girls. So, you know, Megan Simonaire's telling the story, and then at the end, she reveals that that's her story. Mm. So, and what's really interesting about that is her father, who um, Senator Simonaire, had fought had fought this bill on the other chamber pretty pretty um, strongly. Mm. He's very strong. Uh, strongly positioned against it yeah so if i could hop in a little bit kelsey sits in the house side and i sit in the senate side that's how we divide it up so um it's senator brian simonair and he had fought against uh the ban on conversion therapy and there were there was an emotional debate involving him and um senator madaleno um who's openly gay and about about whether or not this practice was ever okay and um you know senator senator simonair felt that it was something that could be done in a loving way, were his words. Um, During that debate in the Senate, it was never mentioned anything about his daughter. So a few days later, when it gets to the House, it was really quite surprising for people to hear Delegate Simonair's story and also the way she told it. She, She talked about a girl 
in the third person the whole time. And then I think the very last line said, and that girl is me, right? Uh, well, it, it was a little more nuanced than that. It, it was more like, and, you know, and this is a, a wonderful oh, opportunity to share my story. This is that, my that's story. not the exact quote. I need yeah. to be clear that that's not the exact quote. But basically, she said this, and, and thank you for letting me share my story. It was something like that. Wow. That yeah. sounds heavy. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and you mentioned the quote that I have in my story from Delegate Parrot. You know, this is an emotional issue for people because on the opposition like that he felt like that was interfering with his practice of religion which for many people is a very fundamental thing so it's yeah it was um very emotional issue wow and and it it passed right Uh, yes yes the governor passing the governor has indicated that he intends to sign it so everything's final and it's final he hasn't yet but he has said that he he will um there are all there's no real easy way to transition out of that but there are other bills that passed as well and we'll begin going down the list of bills as i like to call them <laughs> uh bump stocks and red flag bill danielle what happened yeah there were a few gun related bills that passed um the bump stock ban um in the state of maryland so this was a bill that would uh, ban possession of bump stocks and other rapid fire trigger activators and this was sort of in somewhat in response to, to school shootings on this some was level? in re- this was in response to the las vegas um, okay, massacre the at the music. concert okay. where so many people were killed and, and 800 and something were injured in in a few minutes um maryland as we all know has an assault weapon ban um this was passed just as effectively as a continuation of that if you're not allowed to have assault an assault weapon you're not allowed to have something that could turn another weapon into an assault weapon um lawmakers also passed a version of a red flag bill that's a bill that creates kind of a temporary restraining order process that allows you to um remove guns from individuals who are um flagged red flagged demonstrating danger to themselves or someone else so we hear a lot about mental illness right Mm -hmm. we need to keep guns out of the hands of mentally ill this sets up a process by which police could temporarily take somebody's gun and also gives them the due process to get them back afterwards um so then i mean we're on the subject of guns the handgun permit review board yes Mm -hmm. so i wrote about the handgun permit review board um earlier this year and we talked about it this is a board that if you're denied a permit from the maryland state police um you you appeal your denial to this board and again this is an issue with a republican governor people say that under governor larry hogan um the members appointed to that board are more pro second amendment than they have been in the past Mm. and so uh the bill originally would have repealed this board entirely instead now it just sets certain standards and certain deadlines and certain timelines for appeals to go through that process there's also a lockbox bill. I, I remember really liking the term lockbox. This yes. deals with education money, correct? Yeah, so the long ballots um, that will exist in this state in November with the entire legislature turning over will get longer um, because there will be a question about whether or not to create a constitutional amendment that would direct gambling revenue to an education lockbox fund. Mm-hmm. So this would be money that would go to education on top of, so in addition to, the formula-funded levels for education spending in the state of Maryland, it'd be about a half billion dollars a year. Wow, half a billion dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of money. 
Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a big box. Big box. That's a big <laughs> lock box. A big conversation throughout this session, too, is opioids, Kelsey. Yep. And what, what can you tell us about that? So the bill that we've discussed on this this program uh, about opioid conversations from Delegate Karen Lewis Young ended up passing. It passed on sine die very close to the end. And um, it, I'll let Danielle tell this because this was her story. But uh, the delegate was <laughs> was trying to get information from her about whether it passed or not. Oh, but, um, oh yeah. <laughs> Karen Lewis Young, uh, me and Kelsey were both just kind of hanging out with members of the House delegation on sine die around it wasn't even really that late by the measure of things, but like 1030 at night. And Karen Lewis Young was like actually dancing. She was like, what's happening with my bill? Do you know? Can you get in touch with anybody? Da, da, da. She's like texting Senator Young like, have you got my bill passed yet? Why is my bill not mm-hmm. passing? And then she was hitting up me and Kelsey. It did pass. Yes, it did. <laughs> did so you she tell was her the news? extremely excited. No, she was texted me and was like, my bill passed. Yeah. So she was extremely excited to get this passed. And again, um, this is the one that would require doctors to basically warn their patients about the risks associated with the op- opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, this did get heavily, heavily amended. So right now it's, it's, it's more of, um, I believe, the term they use is advise. So doctors have to advise their patients that, you know, a, a addiction is a thing. And, um, you know, there might be alternate uh, treatments available, like, you know, maybe try an aspirin kind of thing mm-hmm. instead. Um, so that's where that ended up. It did pass just okay. a little less than what they'd been shooting for. But. I felt like we talked about opioids almost every week. Yeah, like it's a big a, topic. Uh, there it's, was a, yeah, yeah. a lot to say. There's also a lot to say about school safety, Danielle. Yeah, this is something where we saw a lot of bipartisanship at the end of session after the first bout of veto overrides, after the only bout of veto overrides this session. Um, th- that's when the bipartisanship started coming out. So this is a bill that... Um, enhances a number of school safety initiatives in the state. So um, it creates a plan for getting school resource officers or police coverage for all the schools in the state within the next um, two and a half years. It uh, allocates money for that. It um, empowers more greatly a office that we already have in the state, um, the Maryland Center for School Safety, I think, gives them a greater role, appoints um people in every county to be a point person to that office and just generally um, puts more of an emphasis in all state policymaking on on school safety. We can all agree on school safety is probably a good thing, right? Yeah. We can all say Absolutely. school safety and, is and a then, good I thing. mean, this is obviously specifically about gun violence and violence yes. in schools. Something that I do not think is a good thing, I will put my opinion out there, is ID chips because this scares the living... <laughs> water out of me (laughs) i I can't use words i want to use on this family-friendly podcast your source for all things in session in session um kelsey what happened with id chips take us back to this (laughs) yes please tell me it's not gonna happen like are we gonna have id chips yes everyone will be no that's fake news i'm joking um so the id chip bill did pass and um if you listen to the show you remember so i won't go through all the details but basically it keeps the state or employers from forcing anyone to get Mm. microchipped um an interesting twist here was that the language of the bill was amended to allow for um because there are some medical uses for chipping like if someone has alzheimer's or dementia and you know they might actually want a chip or their uh caregiver might want a chip to be able to track them in the sad event that you know they they go missing Mm -hmm. so um that's what happened with that it it did pass the amended version so i think you're you're safe on that for now safe on chips 
I, feel, I could use some chips. I'm hungry. I didn't have any lunch. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yes. And uh, well, eating potato chips is often associated with something like medical marijuana, right? Oh, no. Uh, Danielle, how did medical cannabis end up this year? So uh, lawmakers did pass a bill that reforms the uh, Maryland Medical Cannabis Commission. Um it's so odd. For those not watching, Danielle's looking above my head while oh, talking yeah. to me the whole time. I'm looking at the sound waves. <laughs> Is there something on my head right now? I will ahead. say to just, you know, not talk about what you asked me about. Um, <laughs> Kelsey, plug for Kelsey, was on Maryland Public Television recently. Yep. And oh. the one thing that I told her before she went on was to look not at the camera, but to look directly into the lens of the camera, because mm-hmm. unless you look into the lens, it looks like you're looking above somebody's head, which is yeah, exactly what I'm doing exactly to Colin. Doing. <laughs> I understand for every time somebody looks me in the eye, they lose three years off their life. So I don't blame you. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so back to medical marijuana, the <laughs> easy transition. Yes. So there were some bills that, uh, well, there was a bill that was passed and negotiated by lawmakers. This was a measure that um, actually came extremely close to passing last year. It it died on the floor of the House at 12.00 a.m. 12.00? Colon zero zero. And it, it, it's a bill that aims to address um, a few concerns regarding the first batch of licenses that were given out for medical cannabis in the state. So it takes care of some uh, li- people who applied for licenses who were passed over in order to um, enhance the geographic diversity of where um, growers were located in the state. And that includes uh, one grower that wanted to locate here in Frederick County or in Senate District 3 or 4, which is basically Frederick County. Um, so it adds a license back for them and another grower that had the same issue. It also allows for some people who already received growers licenses to receive processor licenses. One of the issues with being able to get medical cannabis into the dispensaries is 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 how fast they can turn them into a consumer product. Uh-huh. So if you can do that all in-house, it helps. So it adds some grower processor licenses. And then one of the other goals of adding those licenses is to increase the racial diversity of the licensees, which is something that um, the Legislative Black Caucus and other lawmakers have said was lacking the first time around. I, th- I didn't know that. That's interesting. Absolutely. That, mm. that was the reason for the bill the first time around last year. And then this issue of people who applied and got passed over kind of got interwoven. And um, th- at the very last minute, a conference committee approved bill didn't pass last year so they actually said at the beginning of the session they would have a a final bill on the governor's desk by the end of january but we still took it up to the last day (laughs) april april and january are two different months last time i I checked and then finally uh when we're talking about bills kelsey and then we're gonna move on to local bills of course but but spoof calling yes Tell yeah. us about spoof calling. This is another one that's that's fun. Um, so Delegate Kathy F. Sally is, at, and her constituents are sick of getting calls from numbers that look like they're local, and then you answer it, and they want to give you like a cruise to the Bahamas or something. So this <laughs> bill ended up passing, and basically what it does is it uh, makes it so that you can't use technology to disguise the origin of a phone call. There's several exceptions to that, though, like law enforcement can still use that uh, technology in order to protect investigations and things of that nature, um, can protect, use that to protect people in domestic violence c- centers and things. Um, and another 
piece of it what that was amended to make it just a little bit weaker and a little more palatable to the people that had concerns about it is now the those calls those spoofed calls are only banned if there's a malicious intent behind them mm-hmm. so that really does kind of change change how is the malicious intent defined that's the good that's a good question that's a good question and if you look at the language of the bill it it doesn't define it to the letter so i think that that would my my um thought is that that would be for a court to hammer out if they Mm. have to hammer that out yeah and i think malicious intent might be defined somewhere else in the Mm. criminal code Ah, yeah they could take it to the supreme court and you guys can go to the supreme court like daniel so we'll, we'll get local now Kelsey, we'll stick with you. Yeah. Um, tell us about some local bills that they passed, and and uh, this is all in addition to our favorite local bill. I'm just not allowed to say his name. So, Kelsey, <laughs> you are confusing the listeners, my man. So, I'll just run down the list because there was quite a few. Um, there was a proposal from Senator Michael Huff introduced on behalf of the governor. Now his version didn't actually pass, but the House version did. So you know. I talked to him after that's that, he considers that a victory it kind of goes in the wind column yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 wooinish so this one is the one that creates a victim services unit it um takes certain responsibilities uh uh, uh it, it'll make that unit responsible for the criminal injuries compensation board and uh also it'll take over the program for sexual assault forensics examinations mm-hmm. Um, and restitution services. It'll oversee restitution services. Um, uh, some of the other ones which we've discussed, uh, so we'll just go through them quickly. The Frederick County Delegation Ethics Reform Bill, that mm-hmm. passed. Okay. Um, and the River Board Bill, that okay. passed. The one defining the, the, the structure of the mm-hmm. board. Um, and let's see. We also, ha- oh, this one I don't think we discussed as much. There was a local bill from um Delegate Young again. This one would require insurers, nonprofit health service plans, and HMOs to uh, make sure that all enrollees can access local health departments. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounds a little wonky, but the idea behind it is to just make sure that um, those those local departments are open to to people that might not be able to access them right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Delegate Carol Cram got her um, breast milk pumping bill in the one to set aside space for Mm -hmm. for nursing mothers to do that for state employees state employees yes that only applies to state employees and uh huff spiegel bill got in that's the one that uh requires facilities to look for adoptive homes instead of just putting them down when they're done with research Mm. um at the sunscreen bill, the sunscreen, the sunscreen bill we discussed. Bill. That's, yes. that's law. The sunscreen bill was signed yesterday. We're going to talk it about was. the bill signing yesterday too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was in the one in the batch that was signed. Um, uh, Carol Krim had another one to extend the deadline for a rural internet task force, basically to study connectivity in rural areas of the state. Hmm. That's a fun word to try to say. Yeah, rural. And uh, Delegate rural. William rural. Folding rural got juror. a. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Delegate William Bill Folden got um got a, it's almost like a procedural type bill. It, it, he, it clar- I'm sorry, a clarifying bill. He, basically, it uh, will just make it clear that the Highways Hero Act that got passed in 2010 only applies to state residents. 
Um, and there were a bunch of alcohol bills. We've discussed the alcohol bills as well that got passed. Uh, the brouhaha. The brouhaha. The uh, <laughs> Senator Young helped get past the one that so that it removes the capital investment requirement for banquet hall licenses, creates the arena class of license. Um, you can serve wine at cheese shops under oh. new license. Yeah. Wine and cheese, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, so and then there was another one that uh, in, when I was covering the liquor board came up a lot, one that reduces the seating requirement for restaurant owners for mm -hmm. restaurant licenses from 50 to 28 seats. Oh, did that go through? That did. Okay. So that's the whole list. It's quite a mouthful. That was. <laughs> that was a list. When you said highway heroes, I thought the only highway hero for me is somebody who passes that darn <laughs> left lane bill. I that have bad be. news. Heroes yeah. highways. Yeah. There was some state that passed it this week, by the way. Really? But not Maryland. Well, let's move there. <laughs> let's take this. Take this show, show on, the, on road. the road. Yeah, let's take this show on the road. Um, so we'll go back to you, Danielle. And this is the final, the final installment while in session, I believe. Unless yes. if uh, there are probably things to, to wrap up this week. But we're just going to, because for the sake of this podcast, the final installment during session of the best thing in the newspaper every week, politicalnotes.org. No. Uh, do, no, it's just political notes. Do we have the music? Cue the music. I got something to say. Okay, that was great. I loved, loved that. So uh, it was a good day for Michael Huff. It was good, you know, it's always good. Today to was Michael a good Huff. day. <laughs> so what, what happened with him? Why he has allies and amendments, I saw that you wrote. A very clever so, headline. So last Thursday was quite the day for Senator Huff. Um, he, he, it was a long floor session. We had lots of long, like two a day floor sessions. Mm -hmm. And so a bill came up that made a very minor change to Maryland's uh, renewable energy portfolio. And um, it would have just extended kind of companies that qualify for tier two standing in that bill. It's all very complicated. Yeah. I could describe right. it. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, there's renewable energy in the state, and you pay in your electric bill for your electric company to get a certain amount of your renew of your your power from renewable energy. And mm -hmm. there's kind of amounts that need to be met. Okay. So because this bill was about renewable energy, Senator Huff was able to introduce an amendment that removes waste to energy incinerators from the state's renewable energy portfolio. So um, as we all know, there was a big fight over whether or not to locate an incinerator in Frederick County several years ago. The county ultimately decided not to um, license one for here. And Senator Huff was talking about when he first ran for office, this was kind of one of the big issues that people talked to him about, that like burning a bunch of things and putting a bunch of smoke into the air with particulate matter and then taking the ashes and spreading them and letting them seep into the ground into groundwater is not renewable energy. It's not the same as sun or solar. And somebody's going to call me and yell at me about that. But that's his <laughs> argument. <laughs> but that's his argument. And so in order to bolster his argument, he actually read an article from the Baltimore Sun that said that the waste to energy incinerator that's in the city is the single biggest source of point, uh, source point of air pollution in the city. Okay. 
So he's he's speaking, he's speaking, and some Democrats are getting up to to talk with him about it. And he's like, I've done this amendment for so long, and I had this oh, amendment last year, <laughs> and I you know I learned new this year that you know when and it makes sense when there's a tie on a vote, it, it fails. Mm-hmm. You need to actually win. So last year apparently he had the same amendment and it failed. Uh. So he's really trying to rally folks, and then you hear. Um, in the Senate, you grab your microphone and kind of stand and wait to be recognized by the Senate president in order to speak. Mm-hmm. And up stands Senator Young, his Frederick County ally, oh. Democrat, across the aisle, <laughs> and <laughs> says, "You know, uh, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna stand and support Senator Huff on this. When he's right, I need to support him, and we shouldn't have this." And um, I think the phrase he actually used was, "I thought it would make a nice headline in the Frederick newspaper." <laughs> there we go. He couldn't say the Frederick News Post. He no. just said the Frederick newspaper (laughs) yeah and so he stood up and supported him in the end the amendment did pass there you uh, go this is a movie to 13 (laughs) so um the amendment passed and it was you know whoa quite the moment and then the next bill comes up (laughs) and the very first thing that happens is senator huff you know presses his button and stands up he's like i have amendments (laughs) i should probably quit while i'm ahead but i've got amendments (laughs) so that was an amendment to um the school safety bill and um, that that was accepted. Um, in the end, there was a question about whether or not it, it, it would have taken one word out of the bill, high. And so instead of high school, it would have said school. It would have said school, okay. <laughs> but um, Maryland will require there to be a school resource officer at every high school at the start of this upcoming school year. But not at every school. But not at every school. Okay. So he took out the word high. There was a question about how much money that would add to local budgets. And there was an estimate of $100 million. Oh. Um, so there was a lot of back and forth. He ultimately did get the amendment into the bill. Um, and it was, you know, celebrated and, um, and, you know, another victory, a very unlikely victory um, by a Republican two times in a row to amend two different wow. very big bills. Um, He's like Rocky. <laughs> and uh, but in the end, uh, the conference committee took took out everything he added in. <laughs> so. But Senator Young stood up on that one as well and was like, you know, I'm really starting something here. (laughs) And so it it brought some levity to a very, very serious hearing. Well, with all of that said, we have to talk about, however briefly, some things that uh, perhaps did not make it through and things that slipped through the cracks while talking throughout this. I don't know how long we've been doing this, three hours now. (laughs) Um, Kelsey, we'll start with you and some of the local stuff that, that failed. Uh, is, is there anything that comes to mind first? Yeah. So one one bill that I thought might make it, but it just they didn't have time is the uh, the Forest Conservation Act bill, which we talked about. So this was the one that was turned into a study to um, study forest cover in Maryland and how best to implement the the original act um, that was passed years ago. And um, so that didn't quite make it, ran out of time. And the Patient Bill of Rights bill also also didn't see passage. Um, that's the one that had a whole list of rights that you would that hospitals would have to advise patients that they have. Um, and it, this one I know is going to break your heart. The left lane bill. We did not see the left lane bill go. Forward. I know that this is so. This is going to. Will we see it again next year? Is it, it too early to tell? Folden, if, well, of course, there's an election. Yes. But if Delegate Folden is reelected, he has told me he will 
keep yeah. on keeping on. <laughs> right, we should have him on uncut <laughs> and just <laughs> and talk, talk about, about nothing but nothing the but the bill. <laughs> he has a lot to say about it. <laughs> he really does. Every time I talk to him about that bill, he's like, "Well, just this morning <laughs> I was behind." <laughs> yeah, I was. I just was on a road oh, trip. I just, I'm just gonna. This will be really, really quick. I was there's somebody driving in the left lane. They were driving so slow. They moved over. There's nobody else on the road. They moved over and let me through. And then after I got through, they went back into the left lane. Like, <laughs> just like no thinking, sense. yeah, continuing to go slow. It, like, why did they feel the need? There was nobody else. Anyway. so <laughs> Did you get the license plate? I did. Can we call them I, out? Yes. <laughs> it was out of state. So yeah. then I thought, man, you know, all states suffer through this. <laughs> we need to make it a federal bill. Oh, golly. Um, so uh, anything else, Kelsey, yeah, the, the, locally? Another big one was Ben's rule did not make it mm. out of committee this, this year. Um, and since delegate vote will not be seeking re-election, that's, he won't be bringing that back. Mm. Uh, maybe some other legislator will. But mm. uh, just as a reminder, that's the one that would exempt um, severely disabled students from uh, certain standardized testing. And another one, which was heard in committee and just kind of left in a drawer, was one from Delegate Barry Silberti. This would have um, basically made it so physicians can't um, provide an abortion after 20 weeks. He called it the the pain capable. Uh, I think it's pain capable abortion act because the idea is there's some research that shows that fetuses may be able to feel pain after 20 weeks. So he, he's mm. trying to push push that forward um, and, but and that's that's a tough that's a tough one to to pass and yeah here and that's that a perennial bill so yeah. whether it's by delegate celebrity or some other person that will something. almost certainly be That'll reintroduced be yeah okay uh danielle what did we miss in terms of bills there are some uh, other things i know we talked about throughout the session a few fun ones we've talked about here um that did not get passed. Um, you know, there was the effort in the Senate. The Senate has really been leading the effort on potential changes to the state song, Maryland, My Maryland. That's right, yeah. And um, so this year they went with probably the most watered-down version of something that you could go with, um, which was to, I think, add one word in the end. There was more to it in the beginning, and it kind of, you know, things fall away. But I think it would have just added a word to state law that would have, um, said that the song Maryland, my Maryland was not origin was not the state song, but the historical <laughs> state song. Um, oh, 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 Graham's head popped up right there. So <laughs> sorry about that, folks. <laughs> so um, that bill ended up passing through the Senate. It stalled in the House, where it has stalled for the last several years. Um, one other bill that we've talked about on this podcast that didn't end up making it through was a bill that would have required presidential candidates to release their tax returns in order to appear on the uh-huh. Maryland ballot. That passed uh-huh. the Senate and just went quietly to bed in the House. <laughs> quietly <laughs> to bed. <laughs> uh, Tucked in and snug. <laughs> um, I, I know you wanted to uh, at least quickly get to some... St- Stats. You're a very um, statistic, data-driven dri- person. Are there any? I just statistics? love the stats. Yes. Well, you know, we talked before on this is um, the first session where they broke three thousand bills in our in our lifetimes in this mm-hmm. room. So, in in several decades, um, that more than three thousand bills were introduced in a single session. What's really interesting is that they ended up passing only eight hundred ninety-two, which is substantially fewer than they've passed mm-hmm. um, last year or in the last several years. It's usually 
in the 900s closer to a thousand so it was just a strange session with like a lot a lot of activity tons of bill hearings you know frenzy kind of at the beginning but nothing getting done and then quiet at the end. I don't think mm-hmm. nothing got done. I mean, um, Governor Larry Hogan said that the the school safety bill was like a, a landmark piece of legislation. People said it was, um, you know, the most important thing they did this session, possibly in their entire terms. Mm. So there were some bil- big things that got passed. The education lockbox has been talked about forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lockbox. Um, <laughs> but, um, it, you know, I just thought it was so interesting, the high number of bills introduced compared to the low number of bills that were actually passed through both chambers. And even fewer are going to probably become law. So. Yeah, that equates, that's less than 33%, right? That's less than 30%? If there's 3,000 bills. Live um, math? <laughs> just, Sounds you know, right. Quick, yeah, right. Thank sure. you, Kelsey. We're well, not so, mathematicians. Uh, we'll, we'll wind this down a little bit uh, to talk about your first time here, Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, and you had your first uh, bill signing. Can you tell us uh, how it felt? Did it change your life? Yeah. It, 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 well, I, that might be a little strong. It <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And not, not her first bill signing, but the one with like a hundred or more bills. The first uh, yeah. like big bill signing. The first big okay. bill signing. It was, it was really fascinating and I didn't really know what to expect. So it was just kind of interesting to take it all in. Uh, you know, there's lines of people that go behind the uh, the speaker, the president mm-hmm. and, and the governor for a photo shoot and then they get filed away. So it was kind of interesting to see like the the line of people shuffling in and out and the pens flying they have these very fancy silver cups to hold the pen very fancy silver cup and you would think that like bill signings would be such like distinguished events but there's like a lot of yelling like a lot of yelling yeah when they wanted (laughs) move here get tighter (laughs) fix your collar like shouting at them to look at the camera (laughs) look at the camera any tailgating um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sure there was tailgating on Sunny Die. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so what? What, uh, Kelsey? What do you think was the most sort of surprising thing throughout that? Um, like to to me personally. Yeah. Well, um, oh gosh. Um. Well, I, I I one thing that was surprising to me is I you know they don't teach much civics in school, but I was taught a little civics in school. So I thought I had a pretty good handle on how the, the process works. Mm-hmm. And then there's so much more to it and so much more nuance than, you know, most of us realize. So mm-hmm. learning that was really, really surprising and, and useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on a personal level, that was the most interesting. You and like I said before, the, um, at, as, as a reporter, probably the most interesting thing this session was that, that business we talked about with, um, Delegate Simonaire yeah. and, and mm-hmm. Senator Simonaire. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it would be intimidating for a first year to go oh, there. Yeah. And we're, yeah, it was, you got there and you kind of looked around. I was like, oh, no, yeah. I, should, I shouldn't <laughs> be here. I, I feel that every time I come in this studio. So. <laughs> it was good to have a team of reporters there like Danielle and, and, and some of the others who have been done it forever mm-hmm. because you could ask some questions. But that was also intimidating in its own right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, some of those guys have been there for you know decades and yeah. longer than we, she's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danielle, how did it go for you? How was your session? Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was an interesting session for me. You know, I haven't been in the last, I haven't covered the last year of a term before. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the Senate on on Sine Die, it was it was really sad. The Senate, we talked about you know the medical cannabis bill dying at 
at 12 midnight exactly last year, the Senate this year just kind of refused to acknowledge that midnight occurred. <laughs> um, there were nine members leaving for one reason or another. Some of them are retiring. Some of them are seeking other office. And they all were kind of giving their goodbye speeches. And they all were very, very touching. Senator Case Meyer um, was so moved. He was crying. The people Aww. around him were crying. Um, there, you know, there were bills named after some of the senators to honor the time that they've served in the chamber. Oh, did you cry? Um, no, but it was really, it was Aww. really, really touching. And you know, um, there were just other things that were a lot more touching this year. I think you know the Senate president is going to have a difficult primary, possibly, and a difficult mm. general election in his district, possibly. So, um, you know, he feels a little bit under attack, and I think that added to the level of sentimentality in the chamber. And the, uh, there was just a lot of crying. <laughs> How did you guys not cry then? Well, right. there wasn't as much crying in the house, I have to say, but there were some <laughs> really flashy suits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delegate Folden and his buddy, Delegate C.T. Wilson, had um, these amazing, like, red and white striped uh, uh, jackets and then a star a blue and white star tie, so they look like flags. Wow. It's pretty yeah, awesome. the General Assembly has a way of finding balance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to ask, finally, what, 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 where do we go from here? What's what's the next big thing from here? So we're mm -hmm. just waiting now. Uh, the governor has 30 days to review all the bills that were passed. Mm -hmm. And uh, bit by bit, he'll hold signing ceremonies for things he wants to sign. And then we wait till the very end to see the list of things that he will allow to quietly become law without his signature. So that's like, you know, the high school play looking to see if you made the cast <laughs> sure uh, yeah the yeah. High school. yeah so well, that'll happen in a month and two it, months it, yeah and i believe it's 30 days that okay. he has 30 days so so i can't end this without asking you <laughs> kelsey the best thing you had to eat through all 90 days uh the cyanide night pizza just because it was you know Wh where special. was that from <laughs> <laughs> it was from papa john oh man. <laughs> oh that's a tough 90 days. Then. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough 90 days. Danielle, do you concur? Was there were the some signy die night beers. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah I'll go. I'll go with the beer. Okay. We'll cover the whole meal. Okay. Union craft <laughs> brewing, uh, cherry, whatever it's called. Yeah, cherry, cherry ale. Cherry, whatever. Yeah. It's and then sponsor oh. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then a a a beer that Flaming Lips made for Dogfish Head oh, Ale House. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so. cool. Um. Oh. Well, we put a cap on the second second year that I've been doing this. God knows why. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for. I mean, we've really had some frantic weeks some of these weeks, yes, right? Yes, we have. So. It's been a tough, tough go of it. We sang a lot of Bon Jovi. <laughs> we uh, did. I've Not been, the right line. Everyone likes to point out to yeah. me. <laughs> I've been looking at Danielle, who's consistently looking above my head. It's really freaked me out. I need to go take a walk now. Well, that's a really so. nice waveform that's uh, going uh, behind your head right now. Kelsey Luce, happy birthday. Thank you. Yes, listen to her band, SantaLabrada.com, right? Yeah, that thank works. you. Thank you. Uh, Danielle? Oh, you're looking no at me now. No kind words. <laughs> uh, thank you for your time. Yes, I, I'm Ooh. supposed to plug right now that we'll all be back. We don't know when. Uh, well, I'll be back. Yeah, to do some <laughs> to do some in the booth work. Oh, so okay. That's our elections podcast. It comes out on this channel. So just because we're done for yeah. this year, don't delete the channel, and okay. you can hear what some of the people running for office in Frederick County have to say. Graham told you to say that because he knew that I would forget. 
That's right. He's <laughs> nodding right now. I probably won't even be involved for that. You guys are going to kick me out. Oh. Uh, you can listen to Danielle's band, Bon Jovi, anytime, <laughs> anytime you want. They've had a few hits. I think they're getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, too. Oh, wow. Uh, but thank you guys so much. I know it's been crazy, and welcome home. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thanks, Tom.